Welcome to this week's episode of Born to Watch. Well done. You're a natural. You're a natural, Belle. Right. Thank you. you. Don't stay there too long. You're hogging, you're hogging your dad's limelight. He doesn't <laughs> like it when other people get on there. Welcome to Born to Watch. We're three old mates, an ex-video shop owner, an industry insider, and a black belt in 80s kung fu movies put their mastery to the test on movies that change the world. Hey there, fellow watchers. It's that time of the week again. It's Born to Watch. And we are live, as always, from the Panic Room. My name is Whitey, and I am one of the hosts. And today we're diving deep into Gao's psyche with one of his picks, and boy, did he deliver this week. He found it difficult to choose, but when he did, we all knew he had crushed it. 1995's Usual Suspects is a movie full of twists and turns, but unlike an M. Night film, this movie only gets better the more you watch it. In fact, you could be forgiven for not getting it at all the very first time you watched it. An incredible ensemble cast that are like kids in the playground with a slick script from Christopher McQuarrie. It's patiently directed by Brian Singer. He gives us a movie for the ages. Here's the trailer. Usually, when there is a crime, there is a motive. I want to know why. 27 men died on that pier for what looks to be $91 million worth of dope that wasn't there. Usually, when there is a lineup, there's only one real suspect. This whole thing was a shakedown. And there's no way they'd line five felons in the same room. But this is not the usual crime. This is not the usual motive. He was in the harbor killing many men. Kaiser Sose! He saw Kaiser Sose. And these are not the usual suspects. Keaton. I'm a businessman. McManus. There's nothing that can't be done. Hockney. What, you got a team of monkeys working around the clock on this? Fenster. Flip you. Flip you for real. Verbal Kent. Roger, really. People say I talk too much. He doesn't know what you want to know. I don't think he does. Not exactly. But there's a lot more to his story, believe me. In a world where nothing is what it seems. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled. He's here. Was convincing the world. I know, he's here. He didn't exist. You've got to look beyond. The usual suspects. I'm smarter than you. And I'm going to find out what I want to know, whether you like it or not. I work for Kaiser Soze. He feels you owe him. He does not expect all of you to live, but those of you who do will have $91 million. It was Kaiser Soze, Agent Kuyan. I mean, the devil himself. I'm telling you, it's Kaiser Soze! There is no Kaiser Soze. Keaton always said, I don't believe in God. But I'm afraid of him. Well, I believe in God. And the only thing that scares me is Kaiser Soze. So, Gao, welcome. What did you think of that trailer? Great trailer. Yeah. And I'm uh, looking forward to this. Yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a choice to pick 
from, but uh, I've you know, Usual Suspects, good movie, and you know we'll delve into this a bit this afternoon. It's uh, it's been a while since I saw it, so some some different thoughts, you know, on on the rewatch. Looking forward to hearing them. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Dan? How are you up there on the land? Yeah, big week on the land. Uh, getting pretty close to conclusion in the construction phase. M Head, he's done a good job. Uh, I reckon he's only in here another three or four days unless uh, my wife selects another thing to add to the ever-growing bill with uh, with M Head Constructions. But, no, it's all looking good. But, uh, yeah, a bit, bit of a shit week for, you know, you know that I like to do a lot of research before I purchase pretty much anything. And it can be, I don't know, I, I'm always overthinking purchases just to make sure it's the correct one. So my latest was I wasn't happy with the amount of fuel economy I was getting out of my mighty Triton, the uh, the, the, ute, the land, the work ute, the, the, the farm ute. So I did a bit of research, and apparently BP Ultimate is what I should have been using. And I, I, there's not a BP hey, near me. Cause BP, I'm BP, BP Ultimate Diesel or Unlimited? BP, BP Ultimate Diesel, yeah. Okay. So I, and yeah. I, don't, I don't go to BPs. I was down I was down the other end of the, the sunny coast, and uh, I, I plugged into my Google. Hey, Google, find me a BP, found me a BP. I get in there, and I, I check out this Ultimate, and I, I chuck it in, and uh, away I go. And I, I go about 200 metres, and the car starts going real shit starts rattling around and uh, I go up another couple of hundred metres and I'm like, oh, fuck, I know what I've done. So uh, I had to get uh, our good friend of the podcast, Sonny Payne, to come over to my house after I had had a toad from the bottom end of the sunny coast because I managed to put not ultimate diesel but ultimate unleaded into my ute and managed to fuck it royally. So Yeah, you put uh, the, you've, you've gone the dark blue instead of the black. That's correct, Very, um, I've made that mistake myself almost. Mm. Almost. Oh, so dumb. I obviously, yeah, it's, it's, I, I like to research my, my fuels and, uh, and my lubricants, but, uh, yeah, I fucked that up really. So, yeah, I can't, ima- the land. I can't imagine that the search was best fuel for my car. I can imagine it was something around the lines of cheapest fuel for my car or fuel that will make me spend the least amount of money on fuel or I'm a tight cunt and how can I pay the least for fuel? I, I believe Morg's actually, Morg's actually drive 200 kilometres to find that cheap fuel. <laughs> yeah, that's it. it. So, sometimes that there is some flaws in my strategies, but yeah. But no, I, you were, you were, I mean, you're on the right track with your, your search <laughs> Selections, but really it was fuel economy. So I got a course, bit yeah. nerded right. out about fuel economy. And Excellent. anyway, so other than that, yeah, great to be back. Let's bring it on. Okay, uh, the usual suspects. All right, nineteen ninety five. This movie was released. When when did we first see it? Yeah, I, I, I know when we first saw it. So oh, I'm going to run with remember? my. Yeah, I remember every this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to run I'm... with my standard. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I, I cannot have remember. A fucking clue. Wouldn't have a clue. Where do we watch it? Okay, where ni- did you watch it? Ninety-five. We watched this on a Sunday afternoon, hungover at Hoyt's Ringham Mall. Did we? Yeah, okay. one of the upstairs small cinemas, and this was in the time before the internet when you could see a movie a f- two or three weeks after it was released and not have it ruined, unless of course one of your mates told you what went on. Yeah. So I remember coming out of that cinema. And absolutely having no idea what had just gone on. Yeah, it, it takes that few twists and turns. And I, yeah. I remember, I don't remember where we saw it, but I remember coming out and, and thinking after that movie, wow, that, that just sort of didn't break the way I thought it was going to. Yeah. It probably was partly that we were hungover. 
that I didn't quite understand it. But I walked out of there and then actually went back a couple of days later and saw it again and then fully appreciated it. I found it was much a much better movie on the rewatch having... Well, it's unlike you to go and rewatch a movie straight well, exactly. after. Yeah. So that's two in three days. So <laughs> when we get to over and unders, this should be interesting. Yes. What were we hung over from? Were we at the Ivan oh, Hope cutting I'd, absolute sick? It was just a... I think it was just a 90, standard Saturday night. 95. It, it would have been footy. Yeah. Did we go to the Ivanhoe in 95? Uh, of course we went to the Ivanhoe in 95. It could have been a Saturday night jet club, Morgs. No. I can't, remember back that, I can't remember back that far. It was a long time ago. Or that late at night. Well, I remember back to when we first met. Oh, and I finally spoke to you. Yeah. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> Cockheads. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the the, the the slow pitch just gets tossed up. It's just yeah. got to be built it out. So anyway, so 1995, this movie was released. So setting the over and unders at 30 here, I'd be interested to hear what you are, Gow. Five. I'd Excellent. Say. Okay. I am not. I have not watched this many times because of that style of movie. Once you've seen it, uh, I think you know it, it really got me. But I, I've watched it a few times. But it's always something I can I can happily watch. I put it on last night and I was. Really happy to, you know, really happy yeah. to rewatch it. It's easy to fall into. Yeah, that's right. And, but I have not watched this many, many times in my life. Yeah, okay. What about you, Dan? Uh, under 30, but it'd be close. Yeah. Yeah, I'm over 30. This is a yearly watch for me, at least once a year. I think in the early days, I would have watched this heaps. I had it on DVD. I had it on VHS. I had it on DVD. I've got it on Blu-ray. Uh, I, love, I love this movie. I'm not going to go off too early, but I do love this movie. In saying that, it was an interesting rewatch this time because I was looking at a few different things. But I, I liken this movie a little bit to have you guys seen Shutter Island? Martin Scorsese, Leonardo DiCaprio? Yes, I have. Yes. Yeah. And I found I, Dan's gone missing. Shutter I, I can't remember. I, you know, to be honest, I can't remember. Shutter Island. So that's the one where he's the uh, he's on the island, he's a mental patient. Leonardo DiCaprio is a mental patient. They're trying to track down the missing prisoner. Or the missing patient from the hospital? No, I haven't seen it. No, yeah, no, no. Okay. Dan, have you seen Shutter Island? I have. I have. Sorry, I just had to get another beer, if which. Yeah. Um, yes, I have seen Shutter Island. Well, I was just saying, I liken this movie a little bit to Shutter Island, that I found Shutter Island to be quite confusing on the first watch. But then watching it and having known what the outcome is of the movie, I actually appreciated it a lot more. And I found that this is a bit the same with Usual Suspects, where even though I knew the ending, I could then look at other things and sort of – yeah. Pick it apart that well, way. Well, I, I noticed a few things on the rewatch too this time that I hadn't picked up first time. So, yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Yeah, cool. I okay. can't figure out any correlation between Shutter Island and Usual Suspects. No, I'm saying that the rewatch was similar in that I found that knowing the, knowing the outcome made it a better rewatch for me. I found the first watch to be confusing of Shutter Island as well, the same as I did with this one, and then found the rewatch to be better. Anyway, thank you, Dan. Oh, I've never been confused He's about bitter. this. He's I, I, bitter yeah. about the song. <laughs> he might be. Yeah, seriously bitter. I, I don't remember this movie being confusing or being confused coming out of it. I just think, wow, it took a turn. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> bitter. It took a th- you're drinking bitter. <laughs> yeah, single um, fin bitter. It took a turn. It took a it took a turn and a double turn. And I think that was what like, I was yeah. sort of like, wow, that was that was not yeah. where I thought it was going. Yeah. But it, but that helped. That yeah, helped make the sure. movie even better. For sure. So it's probably a good place to jump into the uh, your bit, the synopsis, Gow. Tell us about the movie. Okay. A couple of taglines here. In a world where nothing is what it seems, you've got to look beyond. 
The truth is always in the last place you look. Not as good as lovers in the hair. No. Also, one of the great lines, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was to convince the world he didn't exist. Excellent line. All right, here we go. Usually when there is a crime, there is a motive. Usually when there is a lineup, there is only one real suspect. But this was not the usual crime. This was not the usual motive, and they're not the usual suspects. With outstanding performances, a twisting plot that's bursting with suspense and the most remarkable surprise ending in years, it's easy to see why critics and cinema audiences have called The Usual Suspects one of the best thrillers ever made. I can't disagree with that. Yeah, it's, it covers everything in yeah, there, yeah. Definitely. Dan, what are your thoughts? I can't not, not get disagree. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Okay, so look, this, this one rates really, really well, which is not surprising. On IMDb, it's 8.5 out of 10. But on Rotten Tomatoes, it's, again, Certified Fresh, which seems to be – we're Certified Fresh as well, born to watch it would seem. 89% on Please, the tomato meter and 96% audience score. So this was seriously well received. Rotten Tomatoes should do a rewatch, like how fresh it is after a rewatch. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's fresh. <laughs> Super fresh. Real fresh. Yeah. So anyway, we, as usual, we have no idea what it means, but look, it's high numbers, which is nice. So, Gao, why don't you just tell us about who stars in the movie? Okay. There's a there's a big ensemble cast here. Some some good some some people starting out their careers, but um, some people sort of hitting their prime too. Kevin Kevin Spacey, real name Kevin Spacey Fowler. Really, drop yeah, the Fowler. Drop the Fowler. A bit like Jonah Hill. Did you hear that this week? Jonah Hill is petitioning to change his full name to Jonah Hill. It's actually Jonah Hill Feldstein. Yeah, Feinstein, right. Okay. So he's actually he's actually petitioning to actually change his name to Jonah Hill. Well. Only his parents would know that it's yeah, Jonah Hill. Well, that's, that's right. I think his sister goes under the under the surname. She's she's some sort of. Is he a twat, Jonah Hill? I don't know. I don't mind him. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. I think he's I think he's a great actor, but yeah. I, I'm concerned that maybe in real life he might be a bit of a twat. Don't know. You, yeah. you should check out Beach Grit, the uh, the surf website. They give him an absolute pizzling, and it's fucking awesome. And yes, they definitely think he's a twat. He does. Yeah. He car- carries on a bit like a pork chop. He's just done a done a doco about himself and all his years in therapy. Yeah, right. yeah. And what? Beach, I haven't seen it, but Beach Grit, Beach Grit just give it an absolute, uh, uh, absolute pizzling. Just he seems, a, a, he seems, a little self absorbed. Yeah. He seems to be a me guy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's all about him. It just seems that way. Yeah, I think he's put a lot of the stuff that he's he's copped over the years. He's taken a lot of heart, but he's he's just pulled out of promoting any of the movies, just due to to the pressure of doing that. So he's he's pulled back from doing any any sort of. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk about mental health because it's a hard line to go by. Yeah. But if someone said to me they'd pay me fifteen million dollars to act and then go on a marketing tour around the world, I'm not complaining. There does anyway, seem to be levels of, uh, of of stress, don't there? But I absolutely, mean, yeah, we, we can't integrate that. No, well, who, who knows? Absolutely, who knows? To their own. But I, I just want to say, I there's a couple of films that are ones that we will do on this podcast in which he features heavily. Um, one that we've already done in uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. Street. Yeah. Yep. Wolf of uh, Wall Street. And um, I may as well, may as well say Moneyball as well. Yep. Yep. Another favourite of mine. So look, I think he's fantastic. Uh, he's, fantastic he's a fantastic actor. actor. I'm not. I'm not yeah. down. I'm not downplaying mm. how good an actor is. He's a, he's incredible. But and yeah, look, I think that yeah. he may lean a little towards the twat. Yes. Uh, as far right. as yeah. Anyway. So from but one um, from yeah. one twat to another. From one really good twat. actor who's a twat <laughs> to another. <laughs> um, Although yeah. he's been found not guilty. Of one of seventy-four charges, yeah. So he's back. No, he's on a roll. Yeah. Um, 
Kevin Spacey Fowler. He began, he's a stage actor. We all know that. He's done a lot of stage acting. Um, again, in the 80s. Uh, and then got some supporting roles in film and television. Started out in a, as a subway thief in a movie called Heartburn in 86. But uh, got, got he put in the role. subway? No, he was a subway thief in the movie Heartburn. I don't think he stole subways. I think he stole stuff in a subway. We used to punish Subway. I used to get a foot long down thinking that it was healthy, but it's not. He was on the Subway diet. He just used to steal them. Oh, <laughs> like Jared. Oh, what about? You, well, you, used to love the, you used to love the Red Rooster warm, warm felt trial. Oh, but you said felts last week, and I think I was a bit drunk. I wasn't able to riff on it a bit more. But why is there a term felch for what felching is? And if we, you can look it up yourself. I'm not going to bother <laughs> explaining it was. But why did we find a warm felt roll so absolutely appealing as part of our, I reckon, 1990 through 95, I had 500 warm felt rolls. <laughs> It was Aaron McCarg warming them up in the microwave. Oh, <laughs> geez, that guy could play footy. He was he was yeah. a talented kid. He could pull he a bird too. Yeah. Oh, he's a good looking wrist. Although yeah. I did watch Jamie floor him with did a, see that. Uh, oh, yeah. at Carpo's house. My God, yeah. big tree fall. Oh! Yeah, yeah. Okay, girl. All right. Well, let's get back. Let's get back to Kevin Spacey. We spent 10 minutes on it. We haven't good. even talked about That'd it. That'd be good. Um, How did we get to Aaron McCarg? Oh, that's, that's, that's what we do here. It's, it's, wait till we get to our songs. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, he um, he was in, I think we've been through this before, he was in Wise Guy 87, played a character, played a villain called Mel Prophet. Um, but then 88, Working Girl, played Bob Speck in that with Melanie Griffith. He was in See No Evil, Hear No Evil with two great. How did Melanie Griffith pull Antonio Banderas? Well, she pulled Don Johnson first. Yeah, so it's, she, it's because she vacuums naked. Yeah. With, with she must have that red cape. <laughs> it's like Paula Yates with Bob Geldof and Michael Hutchins. It's just inexplicable. Yeah, well, I get yeah, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, anyway. So Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. So no, that was not eighty nine. Glenn Gary, Glenn, Ro- Glenn Ross. I watched 92. that this week. I went in because I knew this was coming up. I watched that this week again. What a great movie! I've not watched it for. 20 years, I reckon. Yeah, I watched it once. Do, I watched it when it came out. That's it. Do yeah. yourself a favour. Watch it again. And I, the obviously the uh, the the copies for closes scene with with Alec Baldwin is the one that gets the most the the most screen airtime. I guess when discussing it, but the rest of the film is is brilliant. I reckon up there with the best ensembles on screen. They're just is everyone. That, is that movie ABC always? Up. Is it always be closing? ABC? Yeah, always be yeah. closing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's lots of lots of that's not a knife that have crossed over into pop culture in that film. So it's uh yeah, great great movie. If we'd go and check it out. Uh, yeah, then into Swimming with Sharks '94. The usual suspects. Have either of you seen that? No. Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, Usual Suspects. So he won won the Best Supporting Actor. In 95 for that movie, which we talked about before. But then 95. So here we go. Here we go with Kevin Spacey. Usual Suspects, Best Sporting Actor. Outbreak as Casey Shuler. Seven, John Doe. A Time to Kill 96 as DA Rufus Buckley. LA Confidential 96 as Jack Vincenz. The Negotiator 98 with Chris Sabian as Chris Sabian. And then American Beauty in 1999 where he wins Best Actor. 
Yep. So he had a really strong run yeah. over that three or four years. That's a, that's a that, that was when he was hitting his peak. That's Hank's Some life. of our favorite yeah. movies, this guy is, is dead center. So I'm hoping that the other 73 charges that he's on, he also escapes from and we can, well, we can, he's been offered, back he's now. been offered his first acting job. So he's back. He's okay. been offered, a, he's been offered a job. So anyway, he's, he's sort of making the climb back. See. But yeah, anyway, that pay it forward. K Pax, The Life of David Gale, which we've talked about before. Really, really good movie, yeah. 2003. Kate Winslet as well. Yep. That is a good movie. Um, then played Lex Luthor, Superman Returns. Terrible movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dave Harkin in, in Horrible Bosses. Yeah. A horrible Boss in Horrible Bosses. That was good. Yeah. I, like, I enjoyed yeah. Horrible Bosses. And yeah, I, I did. The second one was awesome. Gotta love Bateman. Yeah. Uh, Baby Driver, and then obviously his role in House of Cards. Baby Driver's Frank good Underwood. too. Yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah, Baby Driver's yeah. a great movie, actually. Yeah. Check that out, Edwards. All right, let's move on to Gabriel Byrne. Did a lot of TV, a lot of early TV shows. He's a uh, is he? Yeah, is he, he did a lot favorite, of jumping early. Is he, he your favourite actor named Gabriel? Oh, I, I'm going I'm to say I prefer Gabriel Gouvet from Models, Inc. I, my my favourite is Gabriel <laughs> Carteris. From, <laughs> from 90210. <laughs> she was 50 playing a 17 year old. Mate, right. what, that entire cast was just a piss take of 30 year olds <laughs> playing playing teenagers. She was like seven years older than the oldest one. Yeah. She yeah. was 29 or something. Yeah. 27, something like that. Who's the dude in all the Sharknado flicks? He was also old as balls throughout that. Oh, Ian Zeering. Ian Zeering. Ian Sorry. Ian Zeering. Zeering. Please. Um, <laughs> Sorry, girl. <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, did did some local TV. Then made his film debut in '81 as Lord Uther Pendragon in Excalibur. Great movie. I yeah, yeah I, I like Excalibur. Excalibur. I haven't seen that for thirty years. Love but, yeah, it. Great, good film. I watched it last year. So good. Mm. But yeah, then after that, um, Lionheart '87 as the Black Prince with Eric Stoltz was in Little Women um, with Susan Sarandon, Winona Ryder. Uh, Into the Usual Suspects '95, The Man in the Iron Mask. As D'Artagnan in '88, Enemy of the State '88, was, sorry '98. Leo DiCaprio. Yes. Man in the Iron Mask. Yeah. Mm. How, I don't know who was advising him back then, but how, how did he pick that film? Jesus. I don't know. Um, End of Days. Oh, he plays 99. the devil. Plays the devil with Arnie. It's it's a bad movie. It's got Kevin Pollock in it as well. What's that? Uh, End of Days. End of Days. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Assault on Precinct Thirteen. That's a good movie remake of the John Carpenter. Yep. Uh, Jinderbine. Aussie movie. Yeah, Aussie movie. We talked about that last week, didn't we? We did, uh, yeah. It's a good movie. Slightly depressing, great films that you should check out. Yeah, and and most recently, did a lot of jobbing after that. Hasn't done a lot of big things after that time, but uh, he's in a movie called Lamborghini this year. He's playing Enzo Ferrari. Oh, okay, right. So I haven't seen that, Whitey. I'm sure it's on your radar. Yeah, it's not out. I don't think it's out yet. It might not be. But yeah, all right. Now we're into um, Chaz Palminteri. Chaz, yeah, got his start on a couple of great. Uh, he's going to be a TV guy. Yeah, he's a TV guy. Can yeah. you give me give me something mid eighties, like early eighties? Miami Vice. No. Crime Story. Close. No. Hill Street Blues. A good cop. A good cop one. Oh, Hill Street Blues. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. Mate, I tell you what, could be the I best. I fucking thing. said it, and then you fucking claimed it. Hill Street Blues. Hill Street Blues. Who got that? I did. Well, we'd, have to, we'd have to go to the re-listen. I didn't hear that. 
I fucking smoked Eagles. him. It's a great, it's a great theme. Hill Street Blues, dun, dun, a great theme. Dun, yeah, but uh, yeah, then into Wise Guy. I played a few episodes of Wise Guy. Kenny Wall, Ken Wall, um, and look, then then in a Bronx Tale in '93. Yeah, now That's there's a, good a whole story behind that. He actually wrote a play for himself that was a Bronx Tale in '88. Um, he did a one man show and he and you know depicted his childhood. It was a whole story in great detail about what he witnessed around where he grew up. Um, but then he did all the characters in that friends, enemies, the whole family. So he finally did it and it got, got somehow got to Robert De Niro and Robert De Niro showed a lot of interest in doing it. So he wanted to direct it. So, but Chaz Palminteri got offered a lot of money for that. Like, yeah. like seven, 250,000, I think they offered him. Then they offered him more and he kept saying no. And eventually they turned it to movie and he said, only if I can be in it and, and have some of the, um, you know, do some of the, the behind the scenes stuff. So that's yeah. how that movie got made. It's a good movie. Yeah. I quite liked it. It's long. Yeah, it is long. Bloody long. Um, Bullets Over Broadway at 94. Usual Suspects, 95. Uh, Mulholland Falls. Running Scared in 2006. Gregory Hines. Yeah, and... Uh, Billy no, 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 um, no, no. That one was with in Paul the Walker. Yeah. Oh, oh, running Scared with Paul Walker. Running Scared with Paul Walker, right. Yeah. In nine... Okay, yep. Right 2006. Right, yep. Yeah. The original Running Scared is sick. I haven't seen that for ages. Real good. But that's yeah, a really good, really good film. Yeah. Gregory, Gregory Hines... Yeah, Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal, yeah. But uh, look, and then uh, a few TV shows later in his career here. Modern Family, he's done a recurring role on that as Jay's best mate. Yep. And uh, and in The Godfather of Harlem as Joe Bonanno for the last couple of years. But uh, here's, a, here's a really good fact. He got his role in The Usual Suspect. It was turned down by Al Pacino. It went through a couple of people, yeah. I think, didn't it? Yeah. But uh, he I started... think it was written for him and he couldn't do it. So it went through almost every name. Did it? Yeah. Okay. Went through a heap of them, I think. Anyway, continue. Oh, he, he started back in the day. He started. He started as a lead singer Went of his uh, heaps. <laughs> They're all good-looking roosters too that were up for this uh, for this role. Be like Gow, please. They're only hot birds. He began. He began his career as a long-haired singer for a band called. Wait for it. Razamachaz. No. <laughs> Razamachaz. Oh, very good, so, Reminds me, that's reminds me of the early nineties, Whitey, when you had your one-man comedy show, one night with White. That's it. This is it. <laughs> that's it. And there was only one person in the crowd. <laughs> one night with White. Yeah, wasn't a long set. No, just a couple of minutes. Usually, <laughs> Megan doesn't complain. Lots of wanking jokes. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, proudly sponsored by Kleenex. <laughs> All right, Stephen Baldwin, early episodes of Family Ties and China Beach. Yep. Uh, but then into Born of the Fourth of July in 89, eight seconds. Yeah, that was with, with Luke, Luke Perry. Luke Perry, yeah. The bull Rider. In 94, Usual Suspects and Biodome. Well, and then he did Biodome, threesome. was that? He did threesome, yeah, sure. sorry, yeah. He, he did, yeah, but, oh, God, it's bad, Biodome. It's got Colin Minogue. Colin Minogue? Yeah, yeah, Colin Minogue. Then rounded it out with the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas as Barney Rubble in. Yeah, he was in. He was in both of the Flintstones movies with uh, John Goodman. Yeah, played uh, Fred. Yeah, they were bad. Not Isn't a lot. Isn't he a full that. full freak, nut, right wing freak or something now? Yep. Yeah, he does a lot of that. He's involved in, in a few things these days. Not well, much acting. I think he got upset because he was sick of being exploited in um, in movies. So he, this just this just sounds. It sounds like those ones like I'm retiring. 
Yeah. But it was like someone said to him, you're retired, mate. <laughs> He's you're like, not, yeah, I don't want to be exploited by movies anymore anyway. You're not, you're not getting many more roles. No. Me and Billy are out. So, look, he who's turned down the role. Who, who's your favourite Baldwin? Oh, Alec. Alec. Well, I've got a soft spot for Daniel. I was going to, I knew you'd say Daniel. I knew you would say Daniel. And here's, I like me, here's me thinking we he... all love Billy. We all love Billy. Well, the he's, yeah. The, the, thing, the thing is, though, is that Daniel Baldwin and Daniel Morgan have a lot in common. They're the Nuffy brother. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. It's a bit like it's a bit, it's a bit like Adam Ga- Adam Gaberna. Adam Gaberna <laughs> being Dean War. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, Daniel Baldwin when he he plays Tony Soprano in the film within the film Cleaver, that's written by uh, Christopher. In The Sopranos mm. is just fantastic. But, sorry, I also wanted to posit, are there any other four-sibling acting families of note that uh, that you guys have come across? So there's oh. heaps of three actor families. So I, I listed the Bridges, the Carradines, the Curtises, the Cusacks, the Will Smith and Family Weirdos, the Derns, the Fonders, the Horn Hudsons and Kurt Russell uh yeah, the, fond- the Fonders, yeah. The, the Estevez Sheens. But the only other four that I could come up with were the Wayans. So, but mm. there, there's actually a five sibling family. Do you guys know who are acting family? Do you know who it is? The Brady Bunch. <laughs> no. That's no, who, who's that then? <laughs> it is the Arquettes. Oh, ah, yeah, of course. So, Rosanna Arquette of Desperately Seeking Susan and Pulp Fiction, uh, Patricia. Yeah. She's who, the one with the uh, shit in her face. She, <laughs> Patricia <laughs> won that. She won That's Best Actress uh, for bo- for Boyhood. Um, uh, Richmond and Alexis, uh, Alexis who passed away sadly, um, was in The Wedding Sinner. Uh, and then David, yes. who was in Scream and Never Been Kissed. So there we go. Five. Uh, that's all I could come up with. If we can think of any more, go for gold. What about you, Dan? That's a sneaky bring the heat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well played. Yeah, nice. You're adding value. Back in your lane, Morgs. Oh, oh, sorry, stats. Yeah, I beg your pardon. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, he turned down the lead role of Jack in Speed. Oh, 94. Bad call. Don't know Daniel Baldwin yeah, did. Stephen Baldwin. Oh, no, sorry, Stephen Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin <laughs> knocked that back. What the That's fuck who we were talking about. Did he knock that back for? Well, I've got no idea. Well, the, I, I don't know whether you've got it, but I'm not talking about it here that we're talking about knocking back roles. Do you know Michael Bean knocked back the role? Of this I was about to say that. Yeah, knocked back McManus's role. Yeah, found it too confusing. Yeah, and then was like, "Yeah, I made a yeah. made a bad oh, call." Might have been a bad call. <laughs> it was. It was a bad call, Ripley. Bad, it bad was call, a bad Ripley. Call. Bad call. <laughs> uh, Michael Bean, still a legend. Yeah, absolute. Uh, look, we'll have a quick chat about Kevin Pollack. I love Kevin Pollack. He's really good. Really, good. he's excellent in this movie. He is good. He's good in everything he yeah, does. He he's, he's a very good character. You, actor. Lieutenant Weinberg. Oh yeah, Sam Sam Weinberg. Man, the, and the he just gets go, picked yeah. on because he's Jewish by Jack Nicholson. That's all. <laughs> That's heavily racially motivated. That abuse. <laughs> the, the best line ever in a movie, Lieutenant Colonel Sam Weinberg. I have no jurisdiction here whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a few good men. Yeah, right good movie. Through. But yeah, look, he, we'll that, he, he started in Willow, in, in George Lucas' Willow, in eight, 98. Oh, sorry, 88. Yeah. With the little person. Uh, uh, yes. They're about to, they're Life's about too to short. A, Warwick, Davis. A, Warwick Davis. That's it. They're about to do a sequel of Willow. 
No, the TV series has started on Disney. It's oh, a TV okay, series. Just right. started last week. Yeah, yeah. But uh, LA Story '91, a few good men, as we said '92, Wayne's World Two. That's Steve Martin. Steve yes. Martin. Yeah. yeah, and um, the chick from Sex in the City. Which one? There's four of them. Kim Cattrall. Ferris, Ferris Bueller's wife. Yes. Oh, Sarah Jessica Sarah Parker. Parker. That's it. Uh, yeah, Grumpy Old Men, 93, with Jack Lemmon and Walter Maddow. Uh, the Usual Suspects, Casino, is Phil Green. Yeah, he's in good in that. Yeah, so he's good in he's that. The, he's the he's Patsy. The yeah, the yeah, Patsy, yeah. Patsy. That Thing You Do. As that's Rick a good film too. That was, that's yeah, Tom Hanks' is, directing, directing yeah, debut. Really good. Yeah. Was his um, son in that? Uh, or was that no, just, no. That, no, it was Jonathan Scott. <laughs> Liv, uh, Liv Tyler. Right. Yeah. Uh, she's All That. Long. Played Wayne Boggs in She's All That. Think her. Wayne Boggs, yeah. Uh, yep. End of Days. He's in, yeah, he's in End of Days with Gabriel Byrne and Arnie. Uh, and then in The Whole Nine Yards in 2000. Yeah, that's a, that's a good movie. The first one's good. Amanda Pete gets a rack out. Yep. Um, um, good yeah, and, and last, last or latest sort of movie, one of the latest movies is War Dogs. Played Ralph Slutsky. Yeah. I tell you what, here's, here's one from the – from the back benches with Kevin Pollock. He's in an amazing TV series, which is a sci-fi channel series called The Lost Room. And it is amazing. If you can find it, watch it. It's so, so good. It's a, okay. it's a yeah, it's a sci-fi thing, but it's really, really cool. How the yeah. fuck have you seen The Lost Room and you haven't finished The Wire or Breaking Bad? What the fuck is wrong with you? I've just almost finished The Wire. I'm 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 on one point eight percent through Breaking Bad. Well, speaking of that, let's talk about Giancarlo Esposito because yes, he's in, he's, yeah, in the white. He, he, was, he was in Breaking Bad. Yeah, but better than that. He's better than that. He's in a role that's way better than his role in The Wire. He plays Moff Gideon in Mandalorian. True. Yeah. So there you go. What did he do between The Usual Suspects and Breaking Bad, though? I think he was... Not a lot. Nothing. Yeah, he was a barista in Brooklyn or something. I haven't (laughs) seen him. Mate, he was working in a chicken shop. You know why I know it's Los Poyos Hermanos? Because I've seen Breaking Bad several times. Whitey. Okay, good. Well done, Dan. All right. Benicio Del Toro, early role, come on, in, in what a fire. 84, 84. What a 84. 84. Living daylights. No. Speak English, please. I'd say it'd be what, wise what guy. A oh, mate, he is so good in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. You flip you. I flip you for real. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't know about that accent. I don't know about his dialect. Well, he just, it he was did his it choice. No, he, he did he, it on purpose. He, he, was, he chose it. Yeah, it was, yeah, a, it yeah. was an choice. actor's choice, and I think yeah. it's brilliant. I flip you. I flip you for real. <laughs> <laughs> what a so yeah, apparently there was a few times in the movie that people couldn't understand yeah. him. So um, Stephen Baldwin missed his cues a few times because yeah. he was like, I, I don't no know idea. what he's saying. Yeah. Know what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, no, Miami Vice is where I was trying to get you to. Ah, uh, yes. But um, then, you know, his first major role was that of Dario, who was the bad guy in License to Kill in 89. He was 21, the youngest Bond villain ever. It's an, it's an uh, underappreciated Bond movie. It didn't. It doesn't get many raps. It actually didn't do too well and, and got pretty widely panned. But um, yeah, only twenty one when he's in that. But then the Indian Runner ninety one, Swimming with Sharks, we talked about before. The Usual Suspects, The Fan in ninety six. 
Juan Primo in the fan. Oh, that's uh, the Robert De, Niro. Robert De Niro one. That's bad. The baseball one. Yeah, it's bad. Wesley Snipes. Yeah, Wesley Snipes, yeah. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, 98. Frankie Fourfingers in Snatch. Yeah, great movie. Yeah, good good movie. I'm and, in a Turkish. <laughs> that's right. And he was in Traffic in 2000. One, he got a Best Supporting Actor winner. I got an Academy Award and a BAFTA for that role. That's a great movie. God, I hated Michael Douglas's daughter in that movie. Hated her. Punish. I remember that movie being a bit, it's just slow. It's, it's slow. long. It's quite it's slow long. and long. It's long, yeah. yeah. Is that Soderbergh, Morgs? Traffic? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's very Soderbergh, very documentary style, isn't it, Traffic? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good. But yeah. Yeah, no, it's very good, but mm. it's very Soderbergh. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a few good roles. 21 Grams, Sin City in 2005, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then in both the Sicario, the both Sicario movies, which I've got to say, awesome if, I, if I have to pick a superhero movie, I do quite enjoy those Guardians of the Galaxy flicks. They're great. They're, very, very they're good. Pretty, yeah, they're pretty funny. Yeah, yeah they are very funny. The rest I've got to say, there's, a, there's another, a little sleeper for Benicio Del Toro. He's in The Hunter, or The Hunted, uh, with Tommy Lee Jones, yep. where he plays an ex-military guy who goes on a bit of a rampage. And Tommy Lee Jones has to hunt him down. It's very, very good. Very good. They go through the okay. the, the woods. Yeah. Yeah, okay. No, really I haven't good. seen that. Yeah. Um, look, it's on Plex. It's on Okay. We'll watch it. Fill your boots. He was the front runner to play Darth Maul in Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, but uh, turned it down because the role was rewritten. So, and the role was reduced. So he rushed it. Yeah, it was I just think a, a Nuffy that got it in the end, didn't he? Just Ray, Ray, Ray Park. Ray, well, the stuntman. The stuntman yeah. did the role. Comic Con. So, Ray Parker Ray Jr. Yeah. 50 bucks for an autograph at Comic Con. That was his. But yeah, so anyway, look, I think I think there's a couple. There's Pete Pothelswaite in there as well in the movie. There's Dan Hedaya. Maybe we'll. maybe we Hairiest shoulders in Hollywood, Dan Hedaya. Yeah, that's right. But anyway, we can move on. Dan Hedaya's really good. I remember on this watch, I was just watching him and he, he, his character is excellent. Like you just, yeah. he's just a good actor. He's got no, he's, he's literally got no idea what's going on. Nah. and doesn't believe anything anyone says. No. Very good. He's, yeah. G. But yeah, that's it. All right. We'll leave that cast there. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good way to end it. 95 was an interesting year for movies. It was. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was the actually, greatest year. It was the greatest year in movies ever. No, no, no. It actually wasn't. But it Some was pretty the, big movies, though. Yeah, I, I've got, I've, and I've got a question in, um, in my questions after we do this that that talks about '95. But hit me up, Gal. What's going on in '95? Well, let me just hit with the gross of this movie first. Yeah, let's do that. You know, so thirty-four point five million dollars, twenty-three million domestically, eleven million international. So it wasn't really high in the sixty-something. Uh, nah, this is. That a, year. I bet you made a ton of freight out of this in the video. Yeah, a lot of money. Yeah. Lots of money. Six million dollar budget though, so it really it's it's obviously made a lot of money, but it was only made over thirty five days. No, it wasn't. It was, oh, it was four four three, four weeks and seven days. Three, three weeks and three, three weeks and fourteen and... days. <laughs> that's a I'm tight glad. shoot. That's that's yeah. very that's, that very is, tight. Yeah. yeah. Well, Chaz Palmentary only worked for the first week, so he just did his 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 first seven days. I. I think uh, we can't call him. We have to call him Chazamataz. 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 From now on, he's only known as Chazamataz. Um, but yeah. So look, and other nineteen ninety five. Look, we've been through this before. Uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, three hundred and sixty six million dollars. Wow. That was the number one movie. Um, Braveheart was best picture and best director for Mel Gibson. Nick Cage with Leaving Las Vegas was best actor. 
Susan Sarandon, best actress. Movie. Really good. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, it's but super bleak. I think yeah. I've only seen it like once yeah, or twice. I've watched it twice. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a. It's not. And a it was. Re-watch. I think the second time was just to watch Elizabeth Shue again. Yeah. Yeah, she's good. So well, speak, speaking of bleak movies, Susan Sarandon was best actress for Dead Man Walking. Yeah. Ninety five. Yeah, that's another. Man. That's another really tough one. good flick, but I won't be hunting it down anytime soon. Definitely yeah. a feel feel bad movie. Yeah, but uh, but Chris Chris Cross Macquarie won best screenplay. Best original screenplay, a BAFTA for this. So he's obviously gone on to do quite a bit of of shit well, that we tend to enjoy lately. Well, he's now Tom Cruise's yeah. uh, director. It's his on, guy. On, it's his yeah, Mission it's Impossible his guy. guy. Oh, it's his go-to, is it? He's done all the Mission Impossibles well. at the end, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, other movies, GoldenEye in number three, $356 million. Toy Story, $365 million. Batman Forever. Gives you an idea of what sort of movies were popular in '95. Yeah. Which one was <laughs> Batman Forever? Was that awful? That's Tommy Lee Jones and um, Jim Carrey. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. It's not great. It's Val Kilmer. Okay, uh, Apollo 13. Seven, seven was up there. 328 million. Yeah. Waterworld came in at number nine. Wow. I've been, I've Sunny Bane. I love Waterworld. that. Is it Sunny like it? Yeah. Oh, I, it's his, it's his favorite movie of all time. Wow, Sunny. Yeah. I saw Sunny this morning. I should have mentioned. He needs it. to lift his game if he wants to have anything to do with Born to Watch. Yeah, no, I've already number, promised him a Predator a podcast in the future. It won't so be Waterworld, I'll give you the tip. Yeah, Wait, uh, number 10 be. movie, can anyone guess what the number 10 movie was? No. Jumanji. <laughs> Jumanji. The original. <laughs> the original. Just like Dan. And, and we went through this the other time, but the number 12 movie was Ace Ventura When Nature Calls. Yeah. Made 212 million, and the number 13 movie. Oh, this is right. With the best, best actor and best movie. Was Braveheart? Yeah, scary. Isn't Can it? you believe that? Yeah. Jim anyway. Carrey was massive in the nineties. Yeah. Massive. Do you know that that year? And I'll, actually, I'm going to save it for question time. I'm going to save it for question time. But there's something very interesting in the best pictures for that year. Okay. Top songs ninety five. Look, we went through this the other week. Top songs: Gangsters Paradise with Coolio. Yeah. yeah. Waterfalls. Yeah. Yeah, One of your favourites, Whitey. You'd, you'd have been all over that in 95. Oh, look, I wasn't a huge uh, TLC guy, but, you know, at number five, I'll make love to you, Boys to Men. I was huge Did, Boys Was to that Men the guy. one you sang at, at the Year 12 Farewell? No, nah, we, um, we didn't do I'll Make Love to You. We did the other one. Um, now that we've come. End of the road. We end of the road. The, uh, who was, and who was in the quartet? I remember you and Lawrence Wong. Who yeah, there was me and Lawrence Wong. There was uh, Candace Hale. There was, yeah. uh, I forget what her name was. Um, she was only sort of newish to the school. There was, I think it was five of us. can't remember who the others were. And did you, you did the break. Michelle Smith. Like, you did. Michelle baby. Smith. <laughs> you know I love you, baby. You did that. You no, did that was break. Lawrence Wong. That was Lawrence Wong. That was right up his alley. <laughs> he, was the, he was the guy that did the deep baritone breakdown. I just, really? uh, I, I, I've told the story before that there was five of us on stage and I came late as usual um, to the group, but I had to stand in the middle and not dance because I couldn't sing and dance. The other four did had dancing moves <laughs> and I just had to stand in the middle and hold the microphone and just sway. <laughs> Although we've come. You're not an ambi-turner. <laughs> no, that was for the uh, year 12 farewell. That was year 12 farewell. But I have, I have grown uh, a la Damo's 50th with, with uh, Backstreet Boys, being able to sing and dance. I'm a double threat now. Double threat, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Some good songs. Though. It was funny. I was looking at the um, the Aussie top 40. Yeah, because, fuck yeah. You've been looking at the US the last few weeks. Fuck that. And, and I've got to say, us. I've got to say, the Aussie, the Aussie top 40 is 
pretty pretty average. Ninety five. This is this is maybe why we didn't of... cover it more. Gangsters Gangsters Paradise number one. It yeah. was always yeah. going to be number one, but there was like uh, you know. Have you ever really loved a woman, Brian Adams, dialing it Oh, in? God. But uh, yeah, that's, zombie, on, that's on this list at like Zombie 60, the Cranberries. Oh, Cranberries, yeah, that was uh, a huge hit. Yeah. Massive. Um, back for good, take that. I want you back. I want you back. Want you back for good. Want you back. Want you back. I want um, you back for good. That's it. That's it. Tomorrow from Silverchair. Uh yeah, 14-year-olds from Newcastle. Here comes the hot stepper, Inikamosi. Yeah, Inikamosi. Yeah, that, so that's on the list. That's on the international yeah. list too. Yeah, it's just up. not – I'm it's your not lyrical a very... gangster. Yeah. <laughs> Self-esteem. Self-esteem from The Offspring, great song. Do you know do The you know Offspring who was were you know? massive in 1995. Massive. Ma- they, and they crossed over. They were on Triple J and they were all, all over Triple M. That was uh, – you'd hear Barnsley and then The Offspring and then Barnsley. Do you know who, who else was big in 95? Hootie. Oh, yeah. Hootie was big. Let oh, are you Hootie? Yeah. Yep. So Hootie's a country star now. You got a home here. What about there was a song called Short Dick Man? Yeah, oh. there was. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want no itty weeny titty weeny <laughs> shriveled <laughs> little <laughs> short dick man. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, mate. Tina Arena. Ah, uh, the sweet Sorrento moon, I remember. Terrible. Go back to young talent time. Big in France. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> who was your fa- who's big your in the French on- market? Who's your favourite on young talent time? Oh. Vinny Testa- T- Tesca- Vinny- or am I confusing with Greece? Vinny Testaverde. Testaverde? No, was he, he wasn't on there. Was Vinny? Was it Vinny? Vince? There was a Vince in young talent time. Yeah, there sure. was a Vince. There was a Vince. It wasn't Vinny Testaverde. No, no. I, I didn't like anyone on. I, I like Danielle. She's a little brownhead thing. But no. ja- Jamie yeah. Redfern, Debbie Byrne. Oh, that was yeah, a bit before. Outside. She did. She did some of her yeah, better work was, later on. Yeah, old Debbie Byrne. Joey Peroni. That was the one. Joey Peroni. Sorry, Vince Testaverde. I don't know what else. That Joey Peroni. So sorry, Joey. I'm sure you're. Do right. the Joey Peroni. <laughs> Do the twist. There must be a better song than what you've just sprouted, G-Man. Come on. Give us a ripper. Songs are bad, oh. man. I'm going through the list. The songs are really bad. This, this is what I did the US one. So I reckon Shy Guy. Shy Guy was in there, Morgs. Self-esteem's the best song. This uh, is a call. Foo Fighters comes out. Always. Yeah, bon Jovi. Dave Grohl's. Yeah. yeah. I'll Make um, Love to You. One of, that's definitely no, we talked about that. I make love to you. Yeah. Like you want me to. Right. And I hold you tight. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Yeah, so anyway, so 90, 90, not a great year. A lot of R&B pumping its way into the charts in 90. It, it was turned. It was yeah, turned. It was starting to turn. Music was starting to turn. There was still a few years to go yet. The music hadn't died yet. No, it had, no. Music wasn't died. dead, but it was turning. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was dying. Okay, question time. Do you remember when you saw it the first time? Did you have any idea who Kaiser Soze was? No. Until until the very until he's walking down the street, till the reveal. Did you have any idea? No, no. That was the thing, and as I was saying earlier, I I didn't because when they turned it to be Keaton, I was like, oh, there's the twist. Oh, it was Keaton all along, which made sense. Yes. And then they they did the double twist, all right? So that's the. Well, there's a funny. The funny thing is that Gabriel Byrne actually thought he was Kaiser Soze. Oh, did he? Yeah, and spat the dummy 
there was a screening and he thought he was Kaiser Soze. No one knew who Kaiser Soze was. How good. And he absolutely spat the dummy and went and abused Brian Singer for 30 minutes after the screening because he wasn't Kaiser Soze. Really? And then he got interviewed and the guy goes, so did you know who Kaiser Soze was? And Gabriel Byrne goes, well, I fucking thought I was Kaiser Soze until 30 minutes ago. <laughs> How yeah. good. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, no, look, it's a very difficult thing to pick. I don't think anyone could have picked it. I, I, I'm going to pick that up in film school for F-Wits this week, fellow f yeah. So uh, it's, 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 You're right, it's a double plot twist in there. So I'm going to go through my personal favourite plot twists and I'm going to try and not spoil the movies, which I'm going to reveal, which is probably going to be difficult because it's going to have another beer before then. So No, be that's fine. Spoil away, spoil away, no. spoilers. And, and, you know, I'm, Mate, going to leave, I'm going to leave question two because this ties into your film school for F-Wits Morgs on – is this the best twist in cinema history? And we can discuss that in film school. Yep. And now the question I want to ask is that, because hindsight is, I think that hindsight is probably no more better used than in best picture winners, right? Because I think that if you look, give it five or seven years and then look back at the pictures that were nominated and the pictures that won, you can have a bit more of a discerning eye on those movies. Now, this wasn't nominated for best picture, this movie. The movies that were nominated for Best Picture was Braveheart, which won. Yep. Apollo 13. The Postman, which is the Italian one. Not Sorry, Sonny. Not your one. <laughs> no, Il, Posti- Il, Il Postino. Il Postino. Il Postino. Il Postino. Does anyone know what the fifth movie, because I only nominated five movies back then. Do you know what the fifth movie that was nominated for Best Picture? The fifth Don't movie. cheat, Gal. No, I'm just I'm trying to look at movies in 95 to yeah. have an idea. That's yeah. all. I'm, right. I, 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 I can't you, I, give us, I, give us a, give, I want to get this. Give us an actor. Okay. No, no, no. I'm going to give you oh. a director. Oh, Actually, okay. I'll, I'll give you an actor, James yeah. Cromwell. Give oh, you an actor, pig. James Cromwell. Pig. Pig. Babe. 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 Pig. 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 <laughs> pig. <laughs> pig. <laughs> Sounds like you're at the Jet Club again. Um, <laughs> uh, Here, piggy, piggy. Here, babe. Piggy. So, Babe is nominated for Best Picture. Now, look – I thought when I saw Babe in the cinema, it blew me away. I loved it. Laughed my head, laughed my head off. Loved it. It was a great movie. Who goes Is to it see best... Babe in the cinema as an adult? Well, I got free tickets. I got you free tickets. You fucking want to. Please. 95. I'm only, tw- I'm only 20, Dan. I'm not really an adult. You're not eight. No, I know, but, you know, I'm 20. All right. We'll talk about Babe, this. Look, Babe screen. was in at number 11, number 11 with 246 million. Mate, you know who yeah. directed that? George Miller. Yeah, George Miller. It was Aussie, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty amazing. So, look, I, I think that – I think Usual Suspects could be in that group as best picture quite easily. Oh, I, now, I win, agree. I agree. So it wins and, – and you know what? Is it a better movie than Braveheart? Quite possibly. It's not as it's not as grandiose and it's not, not as – no, It's not as cinematic or – No, you know, not as cinematic, but yeah. I tell you what, the script deserved to win and won and should have won by the length of the straight. Yeah. Just it's one of the greatest scripts ever written. This sure. one. Okay. So yeah, okay, we agree. It could very well have easily have probably probably wouldn't have won. Braveheart's probably, as you said, probably more cinematic, but definitely should have been um, nominated. All right. Let's move into the categories. The good, the bad, oh, the ugly. Hold on, do oh, yeah. what what no do we have to do more just thing where we do is quick fire? Are you doing your quick no, fire? No, we do quick fire after good oh, the bad. Okay. The ugly. After the good Sorry. Bad. Come on, girl, we've been doing this for like twenty episodes or something. Okay. Yeah. No, we've been doing this new one for two, so you know. Oh, sorry, wrong. It's all right. you know, memory is not my bag, baby. Okay, so now we're going to move into the categories: the, the good, the bad, the ugly, where we talk about the stuff that we liked about the movie, 
the stuff that we thought was bad and the stuff that we thought were downright ugly. And we're going to start with the man on the land today. Dan, what you got for good? Yeah, good. You touched on it just then. The script. I think it's the, the script and the twists and the and Christopher Macquarie, I think he's, uh, it's just an amazing start. And obviously he's been rewarded by becoming Tom Cruise's boy with uh, with some of his films through the Mission Impossible franchise and and also through Top Gun Maverick. But yeah, what a, what a great script. I agree. It's You can watch it every time and find something new in this and it's definitely confusing on the first watch. But no, I, I think as far as uh, as a script goes and, a, and an excellent plot twist, which we'll pick up in Field School for Fuck Weeks, uh, yeah, great job, Christopher McQuarrie. Yeah, I think the same. I was going to say the ending or the or the plot twist. That for me, that was that was really really good. I didn't pick it, so that always makes it a lot better when that happens. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. It keeps you, but the whole movie moves at a really good pace, and you don't you're not sure where it's going. You think you know, and then it just it flips on you, and that that's the really good thing to me. Flip so. you, flip you for real. <laughs> what a fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I think again, uh, perfect length, brilliantly paced. There's not a scene that needs to be added, and we'll talk about it in quick fire. There's not it's a scene a that needs to be added. Movie. It's, it's, it's a quick movie. It's ninety minutes, ninety minutes or something. No, I think yeah, yeah. it's an hour forty nine. Hour forty six. Hour forty six. So it's it's it's, right, it's, yeah. so it's, 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 it's tight. It's tight, and it, it, there's not a scene that needs to be added. There's not a scene that needs to be removed. Everything is there for a, for a point, and it's there's, it's just not wasted, which was which was amazing. Even in some of the uh, exposition scenes, it's just handed really really carefully and and really like perfect. It's it's a perfect script. It's so yeah. good. Oh, it does really well. And Kevin yeah. Spacey does really well, you know, because they do the flashback scenes and he just, he nails all of that. Yeah. Because you really get drawn into him. Well, we talked. We yeah, talk, into his character. We do. And and we talk about the, what was it? The, uh, was it the untrustworthy narrator or whatever morgues that we spoke yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Unreliable. Yeah. Unreliable, unreliable narrator. Yeah. And, and that's, that's essentially Kevin Spacey, right? And, yeah. Totally. But he is, he is amazing in the movie. Uh, he's so good. But in saying that, he's got the best character. But in saying that, I really like Kevin Pollock. He's against type from what he normally plays. Mm. Uh, that real cheeky sort of smart ass. Mm. I, I really liked him. Oh, well, the, I think the bit all between of the crew the, are excellent. Like they just, oh yeah, they, I've, got, I've got yeah, yeah I've, I've got the whole cast. The well, whole cast yeah. is is immense. The bit between him and Stephen Baldwin, you know, they really went at each other. But that was that ended up in a real life beef. Like yeah, they, they, they had, beefed they after that for like a long time. Yeah. And I think Stephen Baldwin sort of carried that character acting on throughout the day. He, he sort he's of a bit bullied method. him. He went a he's bit, a bit method. method and that, that started, but they carried on that beef for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the obviously the, the last 10 minutes of the movie, the reveal. Yeah. I, I love the boat raid from the boat raid all the way to the end. It's, you cannot take your eye off the screen. It's, there's something happening all the time. Yeah. And then eventually when uh, Chazimataz realized what's going on, and drops the coffee. That that's the best bit. Yeah, that, that's the yeah. That's when he starts great. looking at the whiteboard, he starts and he's looking like and putting he it all together. It. And he, yeah, and he and you realize he's used all the names because yeah. I remember watching it thinking, Kobayashi's a weird name for people. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Where does that come from? Totally. And, you know, and yeah. I remember thinking that it's Oh well, you know. And it's and it's it's not until you and you can then when the rewatch you can see he's at the level where he can see under the coffee cup yeah. when they're drinking. Yeah. It's just so freaking. There's some really good little things. So like, yeah, and that's what I saw on the rewatch is just those you know you see him glancing at the board and you see the names like it just. Absolutely. It well, I noticed a lot of things this time that at the at the very start of the movie when Gabriel Byrne gets shot, and it's by Koza Saizo who takes one of the best aimed and longest pisses in movie in movie history. <laughs> It's a yeah. It's a really good piss. Yeah. It's an incredible piss to stop flying, uh, and he then everything's everything's so everything's done with the left hand, 
So like yes. he just gets everything to the left hand. He shoots him with his left you hand. Know, he changes the gun to the changes left. Changes the hand. game to the left hand to show that he's left-handed. But then when you find that verbal Kent, he's the gimp on the left. And so it's uh, it's so clever how that's done. But yeah, I think Brian Singer also as uh, <laughs> laughing at my gimp on the left. No. Okay, good. Just as well, it's staying in. Uh, and the movie, I just think find the movie's great. Yeah. So that's that's really it. So yeah, you got anything for bad? Not really. I don't really have anything bad in this movie. Yeah, I, I think it's yeah. No, I don't. Okay, I'm gonna go with no. Uh, Dan, you? Oh, just obviously we're we're hoping that that Kevin Spacey is coming back from the uh, the the cancelled as hopefully the allegations against him are disproven. But Brian Singer as well. There's a reason this movie kind of fell off the radar a bit. It's because Brian Singer is an unauthorized tamperer as well. It's just like what yeah. is with these guys in Hollywood? Oh, really? That, so, yeah, totally. Yeah, he's had he's had a massive disgrace, like historical uh, unauthorized tampering too, back into the nineties. So it's just I don't know what goes through their bloody heads. Well, the irony, but, uh, the irony is, is that this there was a Kevin Pollock actually in an interview said that that Kevin Spacey actually got pulled up during the filming of this movie for tampering with a younger actor, right, right. and it just happened to be Brian Singer's boyfriend. Right, right, okay, yeah. nice. So, yeah, and Brian well, Singer said to Kevin right. Spacey, hold my beer. I will out-tamper yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah, shit. That's, that's um, bad. It's, it's bad. a real shame. And, and it, it obviously is. tarnishes what is a what is a brilliant movie, a piece of art that we can all enjoy. But when you get these absolute knobs involved, it's just like, come on, guys. Yeah, it's harsh. Again, put it in a silo. Let's silo this movie for mm. 95 and, and disregard any other shit, which is very difficult to do. Uh, my bad is, God, I'll tell you what. The amount of spit from uh, from uh, McManus Baldwin at the beach scene when he's abusing Pollock that comes out of him oh, I know. and all over Pollock. I know. Yeah. There's just no regard. And it's it's almost like he's done it on purpose. He hated him. He's like, I'm just going to spit the shit all over you. There is so much spit coming out of his mouth. It's like a friend's when Joey's doing that thing. He's like, you got you to spit on him. Spit. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought that was bad. One other thing is that when, when uh, Pollock gets shot, He's in the van. You can see the squib through his on his stomach. You can yeah. see the where the squib is that's blown out. I, the, I only noticed that probably the last couple of times that I'd seen it. And another thing, do they need to split up on the boat? Like again, just stick together. Search the boat. Yeah, you're trying to find the guy. The guy's on the ground floor in the middle of the boat. You could go in one door and he's there. Instead, they're in the they're everywhere. So don't split up, fellas. It's like a horror movie thing. Just stick together. Yeah, I found that that a little bit where, you know, they're, they're all they're firing at people and they're killing all these blokes on the boat, and then Kaiser Soze just seems to walk on the boat and just kill him, kill them all. Yeah, you know, it kills that guy, but then then shoots everyone, shoots everyone in the back, and they're all not noticing him walking around. So do you know, was, do you know that, that when, was a little bit uh, when that guy gets shot, the jacket and the hat that Kaiser Soze is wearing is in that guy's cabin. It's up on the hook. Oh, really? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So Kevin Spacey shoots him, yeah. puts the jacket and the hat on, becomes. Okay. Yeah. Anything for ugly? I've got one for ugly. Please. What about when Kevin verbal verbal Kent lobs at Edie's apartment with uh, with Dean Keaton, and Keaton punches him in the guts and uh, then apologizes. And they come into that room. What about the fucking shit 
wall art and yes. yes in Edie's apartment. My God, they are heinous. It's wanky art. It's modern yeah. art to say that look oh, on rich. Oh God, the two the two vertical sculptors on the plinths are just revolting. And then there's actually a lot going on on the coffee table as well, just to you, add a bit more shit in there. So yeah, awful. Do you know Edie, who I thought terrible taste? Well, you know you can know it's bad to have bad stuff on the plinths. Definitely. <laughs> It's know. not the place. It's not, even it's not the place you want to have. You've got to have good stuff on the I'm plinth. actually now searching Google for what plinth is. Right? But oh, I'm just, just I'm just making something up. Spill a So the, do you know who I thought it looked like had um, interior designed Edie's apartment? Daryl Hannah from Wall Street. <laughs> yes. Yes. I thought she is fucking a terrible. Yeah. I thought it might have been Grace from Will and Grace. That's all I thought it was. Oh, we have to take your word um, for that, Gal. We weren't subjective. Yeah, um, I, I don't know about that one. Just, just um, just quickly on on about, um Gabriel Byrne as as Keaton. You know they and he's the mastermind, right? In this, and they all say that, and he comes up with all these things. I didn't buy the bit where they said, "Oh, he shivved people in jail, and you know he, he killed, and he was this really bad guy." I just, I just didn't get that out of that character. Well, it's I, I didn't see that. It didn't not, make like the other guys were scary. Like you know, you say that Stephen Baldwin. Oh, you know he's a you know, he's, he's, a, psychopath. he's a psychopath yeah. and, and Kevin Pollock just doesn't care about anyone. I got that, but well, he's a he, copper. Keaton's a copper. An ex-copper. Yeah. yeah. And, but I didn't get that whole, oh, he, you know, becomes really scary. He comes across as really smart and could do all that, but didn't come across like that at all. So I agree. I thought that's, I thought about that today watching it. I was like, yeah. this guy doesn't that seem was my like he's a psychopath that I was like, well, he's like the mastermind. Yeah. Then when he, he says, oh, I the... Yeah. I didn't get all that. I didn't go, oh, you don't strike me as that guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, he apparently was. Uh, anything else? I've got my my thing for ugly, which is more just the situation is having to shoot your kids and shoot your wife just to show how strong you are, so and then let a guy go. You might talk about it this and this, and if so, I'm just going to steal your thunder. But apparently, that part of the script was actually ripped from a, a true crime part. Yeah, so yeah. That's yeah. Really, he he based I, it on a true crime. Yeah, yeah. I I agree. That's that's just incredible that anyone would go to those. Things, but so. but I can I can also take that as that's part of Verbal Kint's story. Like you know, they say he did this. Like, oh, they, absolutely. You know, there's, there's a, no one no one can say that. They just say, oh, he's so bad. He did all well, this. Bu- stuff. It's building the myth. Yeah, it's that's right. It's building the myth. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. So you don't know. You don't. Again, it's that unreliable narrative. You don't know whether yeah, that's it's right. true or not. But it's the it's the it's the myth of him. All right. Well. I don't think anyone else has got anything for ugly. So, Gal, we're going to move into uh, quick fire with uh, with Dan. Here we go. Oh, it's the right so, time. Excellent. It's the right time now. So that's not a knife for any scene that's crossed over into pop culture. I, for me, it's just because she's there. Because she's there. Like I think anyone that's seen this film has uh, has done that Hungarian accent of that name. Anything else for you guys? I like that, and just like that. He's gone. gone. Yeah, yeah, that's that's I've true. Used that, I've used he's gone quite a bit. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, yeah. Okay, good one. Hey, Derek, Spreckensy Dick for the most painful, annoying character in there. Doesn't mean he's bad uh, as far as uh, to the plot and to uh, to forwarding the plot, but anyone in there that pops out? Uh, um, probably probably Stephen Baldwin for me. It's uh, I think it comes across that he was a knob on set, but he's got some great lines. I don't know. What, what do you guys think? BDT. Oh, really? Yeah, I told you. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't. I watched it this time. It wasn't as bad. I remember watching, it going, "What is he saying?" And I don't. I just I didn't really it. get it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get that bit. But I, I, you know. I think, actually, Gabriel Byrne annoyed me. 
when they get released from jail and he's having that fucking whinge with Edie on the steps. You know, oh, they've, they've, they've killed me now. They've stopped me. I'm just like, shut up, mate. But other than that, no. It, and the easy one is McManus, Stevie Baldwin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's annoying. One. He's annoying. But that is supposed to be his character, yeah, right? For sure. Totally. Um, Jennifer Jason Lee in backdraft for the character that is in another movie or feels like they're in another movie. No one really jumped out. I thought even even no. Manus was great in this. I think as an ensemble was great. Anyone that jumped out for you guys? Nah, no, I, I think I, you had to have all five of them. Like there were different cast. personalities yeah. in in that group. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I don't think anyone jumps out at me for that. Yeah, good stuff. Ripley running any particularly poor show of athletic prowess in there, a la Ripley in Aliens. Oh, I've got one. Yep. I've got Redfoot because Redfoot was supposed to flick that butt into his chest and hit him in the face. <laughs> hit, hit him in the eye. Hit him in the eye. And that, the reaction is real. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to go with that. But other than that, there's no athletic prowess in it. No. Yeah, no, I had, that in, I had that listen to this, but yeah. that is true, yeah. yeah. Agreed. Uh, Robot sentries for a director's cut scene that we'd like to see for this. I love that it's tight. It's a, it's a, a real quick watch and it feels taut like a snare drum. Uh, anything you guys wanted to know a little bit more about? Not a thing. No, I think it builds nicely, this movie. Yeah. Just, just, just Agreed. pushes along at no, a really good pace. It's, I said it, it's perfectly, it's yeah. perfectly paced and it's the perfect link. Brian Singer did, did a really good else. job with that. Can't yeah. take anything out. You can't put anything in. Agreed. And last but not least, Whitey's Brad Pitt for the actor in the cast who you might want to have special lie-downs with. Anyone jump out at you guys? Yeah, I got one. Go. I got the the uh the the girl who's doing the sketch, the facial sketch. She's a good sort. In She's the, got in a the face mask on, isn't she? No, 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 no. You can see a face. No, no, She's you can't see a face. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And in 2022, we've been uh, trained to know what someone looks like with a face mask on, whether they're a. Uh, this you know? is true. This is true. Yeah. It's a new superpower we all have. It is. Uh, being it able is. To, you can to tell. tell that. I it's just, just a that... yes. It's just a yes to everyone. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I, I had Edie the lawyer too because I know two-thirds of this pod have been into redheads in the past. So, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. Well done. Right, well done, it. Dan. Yeah, quick fire. Great work, All Dan. Right. All right, let's move into uh, listen to this. And we'll start with you, Gao, because this, uh, this is a Gao special. All right. I've got a good one here. You, you guys might know this, the lineup. Do you know the story behind the lineup? No. So when they did the, they got all the actors in and, and obviously they've got the crew together and whoever did it, Kaiser Soze got them together, uh, you know, or, and they thought it was Keaton that got them in together. They didn't have a hook, you know, and, and Brian Singer was worried because he had to get them all to bond. Like they're all supposed to be people that don't, you know, they're all criminals that don't like each other. And apparently when they did that scene, Benicio Del Toro farted like 10 takes in a row. <laughs> And that's why they're cacking themselves. In the lineup. In, in the, the lineup. Yeah, actually, yeah, I had heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and that's, and he was like, apparently there's a, there's a. Um, Give me the keys. If I'm a yeah. motherfucker. Well, he did it. Yeah. And he did a, a documentary. Apparently, Singer blew up at them because they were all kept laughing. But then he turned around and went, well, that's what bonds them together. Because they, they yeah. didn't have anything in common, right? And how are they all going to get together? So that, they all start laughing. Obviously, they cut that bit out. But the fact they're all laughing and doing that. And when he, when he had libs yeah, that, yeah. that's what brought them all together. So really, uh, ended up being a really good thing. Yeah, cool. Funny. Nothing like a good fart story on the podcast. There's not well, enough of them. Well, apparently they said that it came back because he farted like 10 times in a row, but then Benicia Tatora said, oh, somebody farted, but we don't know who it was. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he did that. You got, any, you got anything, Dan? Ridiculous. Yeah, we talked about Oscars before. We talked about Oscars before, 
And this being a bit of a, uh, a travesty for not taking more, but it, it won every Oscar for which it was nominated. So Best Supporting Actor for Kevin Spacey and Best Original Screenplay for Christopher McQuarrie. So, yeah, I think they probably could have aimed a bit higher at the Academy on that and still waiting to see if I'm into the 2023 intake for Academy members. So fingers crossed, f <laughs> Funny. What about Kevin Spacey? Had to read the script twice. Because he didn't get it either. (laughs) And it's the same as Michael Bean knocked it back because he didn't understand understand it. it, But what's funny is that Roger Ebert, the famed uh, movie critic, a brethren, we could call him, our brethren, it's one of his most famous reviews where he gave it a thumbs down. He gave it one and a half stars. What? It was on on his worst movies of the year list. Well, well, I've uh, I've got a couple of quick ones here. The title of the movie came from actually came from the Casablanca movie in 1942 because they actually said round up the usual suspects. Yep. So that's where they got the title from. It's a great movie, Casablanca. Yeah, One movie. of the best Blu-ray transfers I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. It's an exceptional Blu-ray. Okay. Yeah. So it's well worth watching just to see how good it looks. It looks like you're in the bar. Really? It's, it's great. It's wow. an amazing film. It's really, really good. I'll have to, I'll have to watch that. Yeah. Uh, Look, the other one was that Christopher McQuarrie, all of the all of the characters' names, they're all from staff members of the law firm that he worked with when he was young. Oh, really? So they, he took all their names and, and used that all in the movie. The only one was Kaiser Suze because that was a guy known Kaiser Sume. And when he read the script and looked at it, he was like, I don't want to be the villain. Like, I don't want to be known as this bad, bad villain. So he had to change the name. It's a good name. Yeah. Kaiser yeah. Suze is a good name. Yeah, it is a really good name. Oh, I, how famous is it now? Yeah. Well, that was the same. Morgs alluded to it before that it's uh, the character of Soze's based on a real murderer, John List. Yep. Who murdered his family and then he disappeared for 17 years. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Pretty incredible, these guys, what they, how they come up with stuff. Like, yeah. These writers are next level. I don't know how Dan does it, oh, partly not. because he doesn't, but <laughs> I still don't understand how he fake does it. But, you know, he might, he might. Wear himself into the academy. Who knows? Who knows? We'll be we'll be on his coattails for a change, rather than he he being on ours. Well, I've got one more. I've got yep, one go more. for it. Verbal Kip, when he says the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he did not exist. Yeah. So that's a quote from a French poet called Charles Baudelaire. 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 Now that quote also appears in the movie End of Days, yep. which also features, as we said earlier, Gabriel Byrne and Kevin Pollack. So and, very interesting. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, who we haven't mentioned, was uh, up for any uh, yeah. roles in this film. He probably was up. He, he, he could have been Keaton. He could have played any of them. Could have played any. Could have played. He any could have been. He'd been a good Kaiser. He would have been actually. Yeah. Anything, Morgs? You got to add? He's not even, he's got his headphones off now. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with all of your points. Excellent. Thanks for your input, Dan. All right. One degree of Kurt Russell. Did anyone get anything here? Let's go back through it. Gee. I've got it. There's a bald one. I've got it. There's a bald one. Now that's two degrees. Give me a minute. Give me a second. No, I haven't got it. Dan, you got one degree? No, I don't play this game. Okay. Kevin Pollock was in 3,000 Miles to Graceland with Kurt Russell and Kevin. Oh, it was Elvis. Oh, wow. Yeah. As the the guys that robbed the the bank in Vegas dressed as Elvis. Well played. Well played. Nice yeah, work. Yeah, that was good. Love that. Okay, quotables. Now, this one, it's a hard one for quotables because there's not a heap of quotes, but there's probably just a couple 
passages of, of dialogue, which are pretty cool. Uh, Gao, you got anything for quotes? No, we've been through the, the devil one. I mean, that's, that's the major one out of the movie. I, I didn't really have yeah. any others than that. We, we've uh, said most of them. Yeah, already. I got, I got two. I got two. So it's when it's at the start where uh, Hockney's being interrogated. Yes. And it's the interrogator. I can put you in Queens on another hijacking. And he goes, really? I live in Queens. Did you put that together yourself, Einstein? What? You got a team of monkeys working around the clock on this? <laughs> but then. That was, that was all ad-libbed as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah amazing. But then Fenster, man. I had a finger up my ass all tonight. And Hockney goes, is it Friday already? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, look, there's not a heap of quotes, to be honest, but there's a lot of really great passages of dialogue. There is some good passages yeah. in there, yeah, yeah, for sure. So we can probably move on from that. And that's going to take us to everyone's favourite segment of the podcast, Film School for F-Wits. Take it away, Dan. Yes. Fellow F wit, so I with you can call me out on this too. We, well, I think we talked about plot twists in a previous pod, but of course I can't remember, and and these these clowns couldn't remember either. So I'm just going to roll with it. But this film school for F wit this week is just my personal favourite plot plot twist, and I was going to try and not spoil the movies, but these guys said I'm allowed to spoil them, so we'll just see. We'll go movie by movie, and I'll, I'll see if it was meant to spoil. But I'm going to leave out a lot of the ones that you would expect. So I'm going to leave out the usual suspects, obviously the Sixth Sense. Empire Strikes Back, Psycho, Fight Club, Seven, Scream, and Chinatown. So they're, they're all ones that are, are pretty renowned for the twist in there. But we, we can talk about ones that you guys would include as well. I mean, it's plot twist makes up a lot of the plots of movies that we love and, and certainly Western cinema. So these are just my personal favourites. So the original Planet of the Apes. So I, I just remember that fondly as a kid. I think I, I watched that first at a library when I lived down in Vico and uh, they had the life of Brian and the original Planet of the Apes that they used to play in the school holidays. So I used to go down and check out both of those and I saw them several times. But if, if you haven't seen any of the remakes or, or the original, it's basically there's some astronauts crash land on a, a planet that they find to be run by a, uh, a race of evolved apes that can talk and, and are more evolved than the humans, some would say. But the big twist is, of course, that they come across the Statue of Liberty on a beach and realise that it's been Earth the whole time they're on there. So I thought as a, my, my, my nine, ten-year-old brain thought that that was quite incredible for a, uh, for a plot twist and, uh, and certainly started my love of film and my rapid rise in the industry. So... The next Damn one, you, it, Walter! Hell. That's it. That's it. Entirely quotable and, uh, yeah, really good flick. Um, the next one is, is a more recent movie, and it's uh, Bong Joon-ho's social commentary on classism, which was a, it's a Best Picture winning uh, foreign film, which was Parasite. So have you guys seen that? Parasite? Yeah, I have yes. seen it. Yeah, yep, so great excellent. Movie. Really, yeah, if we, if, again, I know I get a bit of stick about suggesting foreign films and, and ones with subtitles, but if you haven't seen Parasite, do yourself a favour, go and check it out. Just a, just a brilliant film. And um, Bong Joon-ho's done some amazing, Bong Joon-ho, I beg your pardon, has done some amazing film. But basically um, the, the famous patriarch is on the run from the law after a uh, after a mishap and look, I, I really don't want to spoil this one so all i'd say is check it out and uh, it's, a, it's just an incredible film um one that i hope you guys have all seen but i haven't seen for a long time and was actually the breakout role of edward norton which is primal fear 
Oh, great yeah, movie. Good, movie. movie. good movie. What a great flick. And, and Edward Norton's obviously been a mainstay of some of our favourite films over the last 25 years. But this was this was his first Hasn't he been really cancelled? No, he ah, cancelled himself just he for being a dickhead. Himself. He's a dickhead. Yeah, I yeah, think no, it was no, one I didn't ever get over him because he's, yeah. He, he hasn't tampered. He, he's just a dickhead. No, that's it. He, I think he, Whitey, did what you said earlier. He said, that's it, I'm retired, when everyone retired him anyway. So, yeah, he got um, retired. That's it. But but Richard Gibbs stars in that one, but Edward Norton yeah. plays a young bloke who he encounters. And, uh, again, if you haven't seen it, I won't spoil it, but Edward Norton. That is a great, great movie fantastic. because of, because of what, how it pans out. I, I don't think you can spoil it, Morgs, because it's been, it was 96, wasn't it? 98? 96. It was early. Yeah, I think if you haven't seen it now, you can't really spoil it. Like, okay, Aaron, right. His name's well, Aaron Simple or whatever. Yeah, Aaron. No, Aaron is uh, is the client of Richard Gere, and he gets him off a murder charge yeah. because he uh, he claims to be simple, but he's, he's he's basically putting it on the whole time. He's actually manipulating Richard Gere. Well, he, and, he uh, picks him up, doesn't he? He picks him up at the end with something he says, yeah. and then he, yeah. then he basically admits it once he's yeah, got he's off. A, like, he's an evil character that just pretends he's not. So yeah, it's uh, and you, but, oh, well, it's, it's very much like verbal kindness because you say, "Oh, this poor guy," like. Yeah, and then you sort of go, we do. We set, feel but... sorry for him throughout, and then you realise he's a complete shit. Yeah, man. yeah. So it's uh, right yeah, at the great. end. If you haven't seen it, or haven't seen it in a while, go and check it out. But um, the the other guy that we love, who's renowned for his plot twists in the respect of maybe rewriting history, is obviously Quentin Tarantino. So two films that he does it <laughs> interestingly in is Inglorious Bastards, where he decides that uh, what would happen if Hitler was actually killed during the war in a cinema in uh, Nazi-occupied France. France, But the other one was just his more recent film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where he, he reimagines the Charles, Charles Manson um, acolytes murders of Sharon Tate and uh, and her mates. So really good. Just a meandering film that is a, is obviously Quentin's love affair with all things filmed from that era, from the, 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 the late 60s, early 70s. But turns into just a, a splatterfest at the end where Dalton and um and, yeah. and his stuntman uh, played by Brad Pitt just go to absolute town on uh, the attempted murderers of, of Sharon Tate and rewrites history. So Really, Chekhov's, Chekhov's flamethrower. That is Chekhov's flamethrower. It is uh, <laughs> it is recalled very well at the back. But yeah, look, a really good twist for what I, I loved as a film anyway before that part. But that was just a shocking, oh my god moment that that Quentin is renowned for, and a, and a really good twist. So uh, another one was actually a book that I think most of uh, most of us would have read prior to the film coming out and so spoiled it. But it was Gone Girl, which was Gillian Flynn's twenty two. 2012 novel, which uh, was turned into a film with Ben Affleck and and Rosalind Pike. Did you guys see that? Love it. Yeah, yeah, so really good flick. Awesome flick, and obviously a couple of couple of uh, twists and double twists in that one, which uh, which are really great. So if you haven't seen it, go and check it out. But I've I've revisited it several times, and it's really good. I've revisited as well. So uh, Finch's the king. Yeah, really good, but. The, uh, the final one I've got, and uh, before we chuck in anything that you guys love, but Old Boy. So an, another another <laughs> Asian film, absolute masterpiece. So it's been remade. I haven't seen the remake, but so this bad. is one that we, we studied in film studies when I, when I was, uh, was going through uni as well. And it's, uh, Gail, I don't know, is, is this one you've seen, Gail? I don't think so. No, I don't think Gail would have seen it. Go out and, and check it check it out. But this is arguably the most disturbing twist in cinematic Old boy. history. 
more disturbing than Chinatown, but uh, it, it basically uh, follows Adesu on, our, on his glory quest to find a person who imprisoned him. And uh, he, he's imprisoned for 15 years and then suddenly he's let out. But uh, he, he forms a romantic relationship with a young chef and there's a massive twist in that. And I'm, again, I'm not going to Don't give it away. It. Don't give that no, away. No, I want you all to go and see that because it's such a brilliant, brilliant film. And there's so yeah, it's many incredible. amazing films in world cinema that UF would should go and check out. But if you get two recommendations out of this one, check out Old Boy and revisit Primal Fear. Because I'm sorry, and Parasite, you get three for this one. But, uh, yeah, anyway, they're, they're all my personal favourite twists uh, over the last sort of 15, 20 years. Any that I missed that you guys particularly love? I think you've covered it because there's always the the, the mainstream. Oh, I did, and, and, and I can't about that at the start. Six cents. Yeah. So I, I, think I didn't the, want to talk about Luke and my nah. father or any of that bullshit. Yeah, no. Nah. We love it, but we've all seen it. The Six Sense, yes, yeah. you see dead people. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. Excellent films in their own right. Seven and Fight Club, obviously, very, very good with Fincher. But, uh, yeah, anyway, that's uh, if uh, you had to take them to a desert island and be astounded by the twist, they're the ones I'd recommend, and that is Film School for F-Wits. Well, well done, Dan, and that's film school for F-Wits from our very own Verbal Kint. <laughs> and he's nailed it this week, and thank you, Gow, for that one, just throwing it up for me. <laughs> now we're moving on to, after last week's just absolute win with uh, the Stan Bush kick-ass credit song with Creepy Stalkers from Gow, was a good return to form in the, in the same tune as always. And this week it's me. I've got oh, you're up. Yeah, I'm up. And uh, it was. What do we got? It's uh, it's it's. I don't know yet. It's you know what you I'm don't like. Know I, yet. Well, I've got it. I've got it. But I don't know how it's going to come out. It's uh, it's tends to change, usually throughout the process. And Morgs likes to pick on my phrasing and 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 so on. So, but uh, well, this look, really goes back to your one night with what? It is. I'm, I'm back. I'm back in the. Don't know how it's going to gonna come out. I don't know yeah. how it's going to come out. It'll be bad. It'll end up being bad. So, my song today is called "Man with the Plan." And, uh, nice. And here we go. Morgz is going to ask straight away whether it's one verse and one chorus. And it better fucking it is, be one verse and one chorus. Like, it's so shitty when you guys go to town. It is not. It is not. But it is not bad. It is not okay. bad. Okay. <clears throat> here we go. Man with the plan. Okay. How, sorry, how many verses is it? Oh, it's like. Oh, well, let's go. No, 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 it's, it's, it's not a heap. It's not a heap. Just. Hang in I'm there. I thought we enjoyed it. Yeah, just, just yeah. Let it <laughs> let's pick it apart at the end. Let's pick it apart at the end. Okay. Man with a plan. Here we go. Five felons in a holding cell. Why they're there, there's a story to tell. There's missing gun parts from a city, Queens. That's just the start because nothing's as it seems. Verbal's a gimp with a fucked up left hand. Hockney's cheeky bird, a one-man band. McManus and Fencer, a sort of a team. A crooked cop and his name is Dean. There's a man with the plan and it is the gimp. He's out for sweet revenge, he's sort of a pimp. Killed his whole family just to show his will. You will scream his name from the windowsill. Soze, Kaiser Soze, he's actually the man with the plan. Soze, Kaiser Soze, he's a secret. It's the guy with the fucked left hand. <laughs> yeah, oh, awesome. That was awesome. Welcome back. That wasn't too long. No, it was, I, no, I knew it wasn't long. I thought you were going, no. thought, oh, hang on, you're going to a full song here. It wasn't Rhapsody. That was, was perfect. Yeah. So there we go. It was fast. It was fast. It was perfectly so, in, it was in your favorite tune. What we came up with for Stan Bush yeah. Kickass credit. Back on track. Yeah. Well played both of you the last couple it of was, weeks. Yeah. yeah. It was in your it was in your favoured 
Is in my range. She was in my range, key. Yeah, yeah. It's in my range. Perfect. I just it's the it's the one note. It's a one note. I think you got all your phrasing though. I didn't pick up anywhere. I nailed, I nailed, no, I nailed it. I nailed it. I was really careful to to make sure I got all the phrasing right because I know it's a, it's my downfall sometimes. I'm going to give it a read, listen and see. You know, well, yeah, it's going to well absolutely excellent. Well, that was a cracker. So that was that was a cracker. The, so that's that's man with a plan. Good song. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, I'm looking forward to when we find our uh, our house band to be able to commit some of this to. Uh, to music. Yeah. And let's get it done. So anyone, any efforts out there that want to become the Born to Watch house band, we're willing to take submissions. There's some lyrical gold here. Absolutely. Someone gold. needs to take advantage of they this. They do. They do. Look, we're happy to sing it. You just need to come up with the with the music. We've given you the tune. Well, Gow's given you one tune. That's all you got to do. It's got to learn one song. That's where's, it. Where's Stencils when you need him? Come on, mate. Time to come Absolutely. out and work. Absolutely. Absolutely. I did another tune. I, I've gone out of tune. No, you have. But yeah. why? But I... I got to go back. Why? I got to go back to why the mullet. Would, why would you not go back to it? We're going to go back to the well. Okay, star of the show. Uh, we're going to start with you, Dan. Who's your star of the show for Usual Suspects? Yeah, a good, good question. I th- because it's such a strong ensemble. I think that I'm going to leave the actors alone, and I'm just going to go to the writer Christopher Macquarie. For me, I think that the, the screenplay was rewarded with the Academy Award. So, uh, yeah, Crystal Macquarie, take a bow, a great start to your storied career. Well played, sir. I agree with that. I, you know, if you live, I think, I think Kevin Spacey was really, really good in this. He plays that part really well, but the rest of them do too. You know, they, they all, all of them add to this whole story, but, uh, you know, I think the plot, the whole, the whole way the story is written is, is really good. So let's, I'll go with that as well. Yeah, I'm going with Macquarie. I said that you can't get the performances out of the actors without the script that it is. It's so slick. There's no fat. It's perfect. Well done. Well done, Christopher Macquarie. You're our star of the show. What a movie. Usual suspects. It's obvious that we're all three fairly big fans of this one. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in the rank bank. And that's where we are. So this week, this this was a difficult one to sort of pick the, the rating system. And uh, I've got five here. Happy to throw them out and, and get your feedback and see what you think. So, first one is Shallow Beach Graves. Nice. Mystical, see mystical Turkish Crime Lords. Barbershop Quartets. Guatemalan Coffee Beans. Or Slimy Limey Lawyers. Barbershop yeah, Quartets, I, I think, for me. I, I like that because it's Skokie, Illinois. I was yeah. thinking something on that. Yeah, Skokie, so Illinois, Barbershop Quartet. Quartets. Let's yeah. strip okay. it out a bit and add the Skokie, Illinois in there. Skokie, well. Illinois, Barbershop. Okay, perfect. Wow. So let's, uh, let me flick over. And, Gal, we're going to start with uh, you this week. We're going to lead off with you. And how many Skokie, Illinois, Barbershop Quartets are you giving usual suspects? Four. Skokie, Illinois, Barbershop four. Quartets. Nice. I'm giving it a four. I think it's a really solid movie. I, I always enjoy watching it. I think we've had some better ones, but, you know, this is a good movie. I really enjoy it every time I watch it. Four's good. Four's a good score. And what about you, Dan, up there on the land? How many Skokie, yeah, Illinois, uh, barbershop I, quartets? I'm going to go with my colleague G-Master on this. Also give it four Skokie, Illinois, barbershop quartets. I'm going to Marie Kondo this film as well. So I realised that uh, the... Japanese clutter buster aficionado, sorry, um, extraordinaire Marie Kondo is probably 
what I do to films when uh, I've, I've, they've given me pleasure throughout my whole life, but I don't need to see them again. I've seen this one so many times that uh, I'm going to bid it a fond farewell. If it if it's on cable or on on my every channel on Earth station IPTV, I'll probably probably flick into it. But I don't think I'll ever watch it again from start to finish, just because I've done it to death. Um, been amazing over the years. Four out of five. Thank you, The Usual Suspects. Yeah, I'm, I agree with you, Morks. I think that. Uh... If this was on, if I flicked over and it was on, I could watch it. But I don't think I'd go out of my way to, to put it on if there was other things on. But I certainly wouldn't, you know, I'd be happy to watch it if it was on TV. Uh, Marie Kondo, that shit. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I am giving – so The Usual Suspects is one of my favourite all-time movies. It's in possibly in my top ten favourite movies of all time. I'm giving this one 4.75, Skokie, Illinois, Barbershop Quartets. It's the highest – Second highest rating that I've given, I gave the thing five. I'm giving it four points. You're giving this up with Maverick. Yeah, this is up with Maverick for you. Yeah, yeah, I love you know this movie. I would have, I would have, but I, if this was ten years ago, I think I would have given a similar score. But it's just, yep. I think I've just seen it so many times that uh, it's probably lost a bit of luster. Yeah. But yeah, I, I respect that. Go for, go for gold. Yep, thoroughly enjoy it. I think, Still, yeah. I love the rewatch. Uh, I know it comes with some with some baggage. At the moment, but I'm willing to disregard the baggage and look at it as the piece of art that it is, and it gets 4.75 for me. Nice. So, Gal, just moving the uh, spreadsheet over here. Where does that put the usual suspects? Okay, we're getting we're getting it clogged up here. I reckon it's at 4.25. That puts us into equal equal seventh spot. Now here we go with Full Metal Jacket, Ghostbusters. Animal Kingdom. Well, hang on, hang on. It's sixth spot with Die Hard. Oh, and Die Hard as well. Sorry, and there's Die Hard as well. This so, is a good. Uh, keep going, Gal. This is a good. Perfect. I think that's. This that's is a good run of movies. Read, yeah. read. Keep going. Die, so here we go. Here, Die Hard, Full Metal Jacket, Ghostbusters, Animal Kingdom, and The Usual Suspects, all at four point two five. Right yeah. above the guard. The guard is now down to eleventh spot. Thank that's you. fucking and, shit. But anyway. <laughs> And it is right below seven in fifth spot. And seven was at 4.31. Uh, was that the one that Morgs re No, first no. blood he, he oh, redid. No, no, no. But didn't, didn't we change one last week? Didn't he change one? No, he, he changed. changed. It had to be, it had Something to be about Mary he changed. That's right, because of Avatar. Yeah. Because of Avatar. Sorry, yes. Yeah. Anyway, Avatar. so that's where it sits. Uh, and and below that at 4.17, we've got Matt, uh, the guard and Mad Max. I think I think that's a good spot yeah, for it's, it. It's, it's in a very I good think, spot I think there. Wow, it. I couldn't agree with us more. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. I, geez, we're good at this. Yeah, we're shit hot. It's funny that this this week's rating is is the opposite. Dan and I have opposite scores. So last week, he, or Animal Kingdom, he gave four point seven five, and and I gave four. And this week, I gave four point seven five, and he gave four for the four point two five. Yeah, it's just the the constant in the middle. On the four. So well done. Okay. What are we watching, boys? What's been going on this week? Anything exciting? Dan, you? Um, apart just the revisit of Glen Gary Glen Ross, just in uh, picking picking up a bit more of my boy Kevin Spacey on his return from the cancelled zone. But other than that, oh, Yellowstone, I tried to jump into again. Yeah. I didn't end up Doing any more Tulsa King, but no, not a uh, not a huge viewing week for me, unfortunately. 
What about you, G-Man? Yeah, same for me. I've been traveling a bit, so I haven't got too much, but watched Yellowstone. I'm right into the season five. It's really it good, a good ep this week. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame that we've got to watch it once a week, but that's how it is. Uh, I've, I've been watching Queen of the when South. We have relations. She makes me wear my black cowboy hat and calls me Rip. <laughs> and I'm down yeah, with that. Yeah, it's the only time you rip. Well, you're, you're on the land. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Just grow a beard, Morgs. I like to see you with a beard. Oh. That little Craig David beard that Rip has. Yeah. It's, uh, I have many skills, but growing a beard is not one of them. It is just, uh, it, it looks like. Um, I think all your beard growing hairs in around your anus. <laughs> your beard growing skin, it's switched. That's where it grows quickest. Yeah, and, yeah that's and where longest. it's switched. And curly. Yeah. Normally that, yeah. That, that skin's on people's faces, but for Morgs, it went down around the bum. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's not a, ideal. It's you can it's get the chaps on, Morgs. You're on the snow. land. You get, you can get the chaps on out there. What about our mate who, look, I'm not going to name names, but it rhymes with Craig Plimmer, gets his wife <laughs> to trim that area. Like, what a fucking shit job. All right. Well, on that note, look, I went to the movies this weekend. I actually went on, uh, I actually went on Thursday night with, with Belle and we went and saw Black Panther Wakanda forever. And it was pretty good. It's long. It's two hours and 45 minutes. It's oh, a long movie. That's a lot. Yeah. Big commitment. Yeah. And, and it's good though. I enjoyed it. Look, it's, I, Nothing holds up to the Infinity Saga for the MCU movies, but this is better than what's come out in the past uh, of MCU. So how Dan, did they handle like, the fact that the lead character really, really it? well? Yeah, really, really well. It's done straight up. They don't stuff around. It's in the first scene deals with it. Yeah, and and then they actually they treat it with the respect it deserves, and it's a pretty reasonable send off for him. In in the in the MCU, but nice. very clever. And apparently, they had written the movie, and they and when Chadwick Boseman died, they had to rewrite the movie. So the movie was in the can from a from a script perspective, and they had to go back and, and revisit it. So did very very well. The, the 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 villain's a bit naffish, but but it's good, it's very enjoyable. Uh, all right, so next week, I've got it sorted. Wait, wait, spoke. can we can we have some are there any reviews or anything this week? I'm oh here. good. Oh, you know what? I just Yes, there I, is. I, are the fans out there? Like, are we getting any feedback? Like what's going okay, on? Okay, so I've got a story I've got a story to tell. I've got a story to tell, and this one's a bit funny. So this morning I was at training and one of the girls, Jess, who we've spoken about on the podcast before, great fan of the show. She's come up with me, she's American. So she came up and she goes, Oh, I've got a bone to pick with you. And I said, Really? And she said, yeah, I was listening to something about Mary. And, you know, I'm from Wisconsin in the States. And I go, okay, well, well done. And she goes, and you guys, you were saying it wrong. I go, well, what are you talking about? She goes, it's Brett Favre. And I go, I know it's Brett Favre. In the movie, they call him Brett Favre. Favre. they got no idea. And she goes, oh, yeah, I'd only seen the movie once. I'm like, yeah, thanks, Jess. So... At least she's made it that far into the podcast that she was able to comment on it. Nice, Jess. Nice yeah. work for watching. Yeah. But that was exactly why we said yeah, it. Like and I that. said that. I said, we were doing it on purpose. And she goes, that actually makes it better. I said, yeah. So we know what we're doing. The other one was this week, and I was telling Dan earlier that this week uh, Spotify put out their year in reviews and they sent it to everyone that has a Spotify account. It's called their Wrapped, as in W-R-A-P-P-E-D. And it. Sort of, we got one for Born to Watch that told us about that, you know, we've actually got 91 people where we're the number one podcast that they listen to on Spotify. And we got a message from the one of our number ones. 
And it, uh, it went that uh, I, I thank you for being my number one podcast on Spotify. I've enjoyed every 983 minutes of it that I've listened to. Now, that's from Keith McNobb, right? One of the great guys. The problem is, Keithy, we've actually produced 1,715 minutes of podcast this year. You've listened to half of it. Get the other half. Right, I'm going to give Keithy the benefit. He's a busy man. I oh, know he's, he's a busy man. Good on you, Keithy. Love yeah, it. Love please, your commitment. Look, don't lick him out. Right, stop it. Okay, stop it. Good work. Get up with the other job. half, Keithy. Well we love that. We love that we're number one in your life. He's a busy man. He he'll get there. Good I on. I know you, he will. I know he will. I know he will. He's All got right, Slow so Nixon hanging out of him every week yeah. too. So that's got to <laughs> it be must exactly be annoying. It must be hard. It's tough. The it's got to be tough. The king. But look, all hail the king. In in order for the show to grow, guys, just share the podcast with your friends, with anyone that'll listen. Scream from the windowsill. Born to watch, born to watch. A la Kaiser Soze from the windowsill and uh, help the show to grow. That's the only way it can. For next week, now we discussed at length what we were going to do moving into Christmas and we picked a couple Christmas movies, left field Christmas movies that we're going to do running in. And I thought we would start the the celebration of, of Christmas time next week. And this one is a bit of a left field Christmas movie, but it's a great movie. So next week we're doing catch me if you can. Steven Spielberg, Leo DiCaprio, Christopher Walken, a great book. And it's a very good movie. It's and a, it's a movie. Christmas movie yeah. set around Christmas time. And Morgs looks happy to be, to be dealing with that up there on the land. Should we reveal what the two other Christmas films that we're going to carry on into nah, nah, Christmas? No, no, no. Let's just tease that out. Okay. We already have it picked. We have two picked, and the obviously the one which will be released, I believe, on the 21st of December will be our Ode to Christmas for 2022. But the one in between, Catch Me If You Can and that one, is another left-field Christmas movie that will be a lot of fun for us to, to cover. Is it Bad Santa? It's not bad sounding. We're leaving Laura Lai alone. No, I, yeah, I just watched uh, yeah, another. Catch me if I, can. I haven't seen it for a while, but um, yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. I've I've I watched it once, I think, but yeah, I remember remember it being a good movie. So we'll give that the rewatch this week and it's give not, it the treatment. It's not often that Craig Plimmer recommends a book to me. In fact, he's only read four books in his life, and he recommended this book to me. It's a great book. Really, oh, really I got him an absolute ripper. I recommended him uh, Shuggy Bane. This absolutely uh, just heartbreaking book that um, uh, about the, uh, some slums in in Glasgow in Scotland, and yeah, I, I think I crushed him with that one. But he's a sneaky <laughs> reader, actually, Plims. He's, he's uh, a sneaky. He's yeah. a holiday reader. He just he that's is, what he does. Uh, and he's a cat lady, though. So he's just oh god. Yeah, he's that just bought another sucks. cat, which we yeah he got does, some issues. He does sucks. And he's a grown man who can't control his own anus. So, anyway, apart from that, he's a good bloke. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, he's copped the serve tonight. Yeah. Thanks, Blooms. We love you. Fuck it. <laughs> so, for this week, that's it. Another great episode. We thoroughly enjoyed revisiting Usual Suspects. These guys are leaving it on the shelf. But for me, I'll be continuing to, to revisit the Usual Suspects whenever I feel the need. Until next week, from me, it's bye for now. Thanks, everybody. Looking forward to Catch Me If You Can next week. Speak to you all then. Sayonara. Thank you for listening to this episode of Born to Watch. To join us on our journey into some of our favourite movies of all time, you can find us on all good podcast networks like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star review and share with your friends. 